Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 3, Episode 1, titled The Awakening. We're here. We made it. Final season. The beginning of the final act of this magnificent story. From here on out, race to the finish. And what a way <laughs> to start off that final act. This episode is incredible. I love everything about it. It is such a brilliant resolution to that season two cliffhanger. It is everything you expect the follow-up to that ending to be. It is incredibly dark, yet hopeful at the same time. It contains probably some of the most resonative arcs of this entire series It does a fantastic job of setting up this pre-invasion, undercover in the Fire Nation storyline. It's just fantastic. It really, really is. Like, it's just... It's magnificent. Like, it's probably in, like, the top 15 episodes of this entire show. It's absolutely fantastic in every possible way. Like, right from the opening sequence. It's just poetry at its absolute finest. And this opening sequence I love. Aang wakes up, he's groggy, he has hair. By the way, I love the Aang hair. And he's like, oh, what happened? And then he sees he's on a Fire Nation ship. And he has the reaction that I think has become pretty standard of just, you know, running the hell away. (laughs) Because, you know, he's on a freaking Fire Nation ship. So he launches this big escape and then he gets on to... Gets onto the deck, and he just sees, hey, here's Momo, here's Toph, and Katara, and Sokka. Oh my god, why are we on a Fire Nation ship? Why is everyone dressed like this? And just faints. That opening sequence, 
on its own is fantastic. And of course, you find out that this is all part of a modified invasion plan to sort of... Sort of, but I can't talk. Sort of keep, sort of keep the day of Black Sun alive without the Earth King's armies. So they've captured this ship. They're going towards the Fire Nation, and they're just gonna, you know, put together a ragtag group of people, a ragtag group of their friends and allies from around the Earth Kingdom. Which is a really fantastic idea. It is a really fantastic conceit to just be like, hey, we're going to find some people we've helped over the past couple seasons. And we're going to bring them back for this invasion. And you know how... You know, over the past couple months as I've gone through the first two seasons, you know I've kept coming across guest stars. And I've been like, pay attention, they're gonna come back. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. We'll get to that later on in this season. And, of course, you find out that the world thinks Aang's dead. Which sets off this really, really brilliant arc of Aang frustrated at himself for so many reasons. Frustrated that he failed at Ba Sing Se and let the Earth Kingdom fall. Frustrated that he can't show himself. He can't give the world hope. After that horrific, horrific event. He gets frustrated by even smaller things. Like having to cover up his arrow. As he goes into town to get dinner. He's like, oh, I I can't go out if I can't wear my arrow proudly. Like. And it's a really amazing arc of inner turmoil. Of Aang being like. I have to protect the world. It is my duty to defeat the Fire Lord and to do it in the public eye and give the world hope as I'm doing it. It is my duty to be a symbol, a a symbol, a symbol of hope. And I can't be that anymore. He is frustrated That everyone around him is risking their lives fixing what he views as his mistakes. He is frustrated that he has to go into the shadows where up until this point he has been front and center. Not because of any selfish reasons, but because he needs to be that beacon of hope. And it's really, really phenomenal how he kind of starts to take on the role that Zuko once had of needing his honor back. 
of obsessing over reclaiming what he has lost. Only in this case, it's for much more selfless reasons than Zuko ever had. Aang even says, I need to redeem myself, I need my honor back. That's a line straight out of the Zuko playbook, and they even do that fade to Zuko after Aang says that. It's really, really elegantly handled. I especially love the ship fight, where that one Fire Nation ship comes up next to them, and... The the captain or admiral or whatever of that ship is like, Hey, what are you doing here? And Hakoda and Bato give this flimsy excuse. And then they're like, Yeah, it's definitely not a Fire Nation ship. Uh, let's sink it. And then you get into this magnificent fight, which is well choreographed enough. Like, visually, it's dazzling, and it's just badass in every possible way. But what is really remarkable about this fight is how Aang reacts to not being able to do anything because he needs to be kept secret from the Fire Nation. Like, Aang can't help his friends the way he's been able to this entire series long. And it eats away at him. He wants to protect the people he loves most, but he can't do that. Strategically speaking, that would be a bad move. Everyone around him knows this, and they're actively trying to stop Aang from effing it all up. And it's just killing him. I also love how this serpent comes up, like, right as Sokka's like, this can't get much worse. And then the serpent immediately starts attacking the other Fire Nation ship. It's fantastic. It's a really, really great end to the battle. But of course, Aang, this all adds up for him. And so he goes on his little glider journey. He runs away. And goes on this very visceral journey on his glider through this storm, through these choppy waters. And it's genuinely unnerving because there are many points in this sequence where it looks like Aang could die for reals. He goes through this blockade and gets through like just barely without anyone seeing him. He finds this log, starts glider surfing, which is awesome, by the way. But then, like, he gets knocked off, and his glider kind of floats away, and he's just floating on a log now. And he has this fantastic conversation with Roku, where Aang's like, I I failed. I lost. I'm losing this war. And everyone thinks I'm dead. And Roku's like, look, if anyone's to blame for the state of the world, it's me. I should have seen this world. I should have seen this war coming. I should have prevented it in the first place. 
You inherited my problems. You inherited my mistakes. I effed up, but you can fix what I did. You can save the world. And just as Aang is doubting himself the most, who comes down but... Princess Yue! Saying, you've already saved the world. And you can save the world again. He's coming down, she's coming down to remind him, Hey, remember that time the Fire Nation was going to take over the Northern Water Tribe and remove the moon, causing all this untold chaos? You stopped that. That was you. You've done this before. You can do it again. And that, of course, gives Aang the boost of confidence he needs, along with the literal boost of that giant wave that pushes him towards shore. Which is awesome. And then, of course, you have this magnificent ending with this heartfelt reunion of Aang, Sokka, Katara, Toph. And they're like, okay, like, Akoda's left. They're going to join up with us on the day of Black Sun. And... Aang finds the remains of his glider and burns it. He lets it burn in a freaking volcano. Showing that he now understands this is what needs to be done. I can't do this alone like I bullheadedly thought before. I need this invasion to do it. It has to happen this way. And as much as I hate it, as much as I hate letting the world be devoid of hope, I have to... I have to remain secret. The world has to think I'm dead. Otherwise... There's not much hope. The best thing we have going for us is the element of surprise. I need to keep that up. It's this great acknowledgement of this is our best opportunity. It is not ideal, but it's all we have. We need to make it work. I also adore this little mini arc of Katara with her father. Katara being genuinely mad at her father throughout the entire episode, just making these snide remarks like, yeah, dad, he knows who you are, dad, I just called you dad. It's Sokka's plan, dad. <laughs> like, and then just having it all culminate in this one scene when Katara's trying to tell Hakoda about Aang leaving, but then it sort of devolves into just yelling about Hakoda leaving and just letting all her anger out. And they end up in this very vulnerable embrace as Hakoda's saying, like, I, I felt the exact same pain you feel, like, every single day. You and Sokka are my whole world. 
and I would think about you kids every day and miss you horribly. Like, it's this very tender moment between a, not necessarily estranged, but separated father and daughter. It's, it's fantastic. Like, it's, it's not the star of this episode by any sense of the, the, it's not a star, it's not the star of this show by any stretch of the imagination, but it is magnificent. It is really, really great. And I love this little mini arc. This also contains another magnificent subplot of Zuko returning to the Fire Nation and reuniting with his father. Like, it starts off on the Fire Nation ship. Zuko and May are a thing. They kiss for a bit. After Zuko lets out all of his fears of father not accepting me back. Because this is what he's been working for the entire series, to get his father's love again. Then he goes back. We have a a magnificent poetic moment where Zuko is feeding the turtle ducks in the pond like he did with his mother in Zuko alone. And Azula's showing up and being like, What's wrong, Zuzu? And just tormenting him in every possible sense. But then, of course, he's called in to meet, uh, to reunite with Ozai. And Ozai's like, you have honored your nation, son. Welcome home. And it's only after Zuko is accepted back that the camera pans up. And we see his face. We see Ozai's face. We never saw Ozai's face throughout the entire series. As Zuko was banished. As Zuko was shunned. And it was only... When Zuko was welcomed back with open arms. That we got to see Ozai's face. It was only after Zuko was accepted. That we finally were privileged. With the information of seeing Ozai's face. Brilliant. That is one of the best pieces of symbolism I've ever seen in any show or movie or book or any medium ever. That was incredible. Like, it was such a subtle touch of, oh, as Zuko's banished, we never see Ozai's face. We don't know what he looks like. He's just a shadow. And then when Zuko's back... That's when we see Ozai. It's it's perfect. It's great. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, it's awesome. And then, of course, this meeting with Ozai, that's when we find out that Azula told Ozai that Zuko killed the Avatar and not Azula. 
And Zuko's like kind of weirded out, like, uh, what? And we have this amazing confrontation with Azula in her bedroom. Where she's like, oh, what could I possibly gain from giving you all the glory? Unless, of course, you know, the Avatar's alive. Then all that glory would just turn to shame. Because Zuko knows about the spirit water. Zuko knows about the spirit water that Katara very likely used on Aang. So Zuko knows the Avatar's alive. Azula can sense that Zuko knows the Avatar's alive. And now she's manipulating the situation to benefit her. Even now, after their big victory, Azula is doing everything in her power to make sure she is on top and Zuko is nothing. This episode, it is so good. It is so freaking good. I love everything about it. It is absolutely amazing. Words cannot describe how much I love it. It is an amazing start to what I will tell you right now is going to be an amazing season. Just you wait. Just you freaking wait. Shit's gonna go down. And we are gonna get the best ending imaginable. If you haven't seen this show before, if this is your first time going through Avatar The Last Airbender, get ready. Because... Oh boy. <laughs> if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in follow me on twitter and instagram tomtom4468 and support the show patreon.com slash thomas clark pledge just a dollar a month i appreciate everything i get through there or if that doesn't work for you you can also support this show directly via anchor i appreciate that as well tomorrow we will be discussing avatar the last airbender season three episode two talk to you then